Welcome back to the Highway to Health Podcast. And thanks for connecting with us again on Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. In this episode, Dr. Ben Kligler from the Veterans Administration will be returning to the podcast to explore the pros and cons of telemedicine. And Dr. Kligler will also look at the advances in the treatment of diabetes and how that can be tied into whole health. Dan Ronan will be your host for this edition of the Highway to Health Podcast. And now let's hand it off to Dan for his feature interview with Dr. Ben Kligler from the Veterans Administration. Doctor, good morning. It's good to have you with us. Good morning. Glad to be here. Doctor, what's the concept of whole health? We hear cardiologists specialize in a heart, heart issue, and neurologist deals with brain issues. Psychiatrist would deal with mental health issues, and oncologist deals with oncology issues specifically. But what is right. the whole idea of whole health? What does that all mean? Well, the idea is that you have to really think about all those different specialties and all those different parts of the body and the system as belonging to one whole person. We need all those specialties. Obviously, if I have a heart problem, I want to go to a cardiologist who knows everything about my heart. But the idea of whole health is that we also want all of those doctors or whoever it is who's helping you with your health care to really know you as a person and specifically to know what's the thing that's most important to you as a person, what matters to you in your life. We've tended to focus in medicine and healthcare on what's the matter with you, what problem do you have, how can we fix it? But the idea is a lot of the problems we have, we're going to be much more effective in helping address them if we do it in the context of the whole person. What's important to you? Why is it that you should want to control your blood sugar? Why is it that you should want to lose weight? Well, it's because what's important to you in your life, that's what motivates you. So in whole health, we're trying to basically build that into how the healthcare system works and make it just part of routine interaction with the VA and with healthcare. And there's a lot of different ways we're doing that. Health coaches, veteran peers who will talk to you in a group or individual. But that's the basic concept is we're trying to sort of take a step back and say, wait a minute, where is the whole person? Doctor, that's a nice concept. But for our men and women who are in the trucking industry, it's so hard for them in many cases, if they're doing especially over the road and the like, to get to see a doctor besides an urgent care or something is a real challenge for them, isn't it? Yeah. And it's not only truckers. I mean, I think we have that problem across the board. It's hard to get in to see your doctor. You can't find a doctor you like. The one you like isn't on your insurance. But the good news is a lot of this can also happen remotely via telehealth. I mean, a lot of healthcare is happening now over the internet, over the phone. So if you are a trucker and you are a veteran and you're signed up at the VA, for your healthcare, then a lot of these services you can access remotely. You can either get it on your phone or get on your computer when you have a break. Sometimes you can connect with your physician, but a lot of this has to do with connecting with other people on the team, whether that's a health coach or a nurse or social worker on your team. VA now, sadly, but thanks to the pandemic, we really expanded our capacity to provide every kind of care remotely. A long-haul trucker who's a veteran can really, really benefit from that. You're listening to the Highway to Health Podcast on Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. If you would like to stay up to date on what's happening with Radio Nemo, please visit RadioNemo.com. You'll see the latest on the Dave Nemo Show, Dave Nemo Weekends, and the Tim Ridley Show. 
RadioNemo.com also has a blog section with news and notes from around the trucking industry. That web address is again RadioNemo.com. Now, folks, if you'd like to go further down the highway to health, we'd like to invite you to listen to The Dave Nemo Show on Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Radio Channel 146. The trip down the highway to health on The Dave Nemo Show happens every Tuesday morning from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Now let's get you back to this edition of the Highway to Health Podcast on Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. Doctor, good to have you with us this morning. We talked real quickly about the idea of the total health care and some of the transformations that are taking place with telemedicine. As a matter of fact, I have a telemedicine appointment scheduled next week with my doctor. I'm kind of new to this whole thing. But the one question I have is because of the computers, because of the world that we live in, it's very helpful. But there is a limit to how much they can do. I mean, it's not as though they can go in and do a total physical exam because... They just can't. The computer doesn't allow you that. It does allow you some things as a tool, but not everything. Right. Absolutely. That's true. And I think there's pros and cons. Some people tell us that they like being able to have the visit from the privacy of their house, for example, rather than drive to the VA, have to find a parking spot, have to find the office you're looking for. But there's definitely a downside because you do lose that in-person kind of contact that you would have, and you can't do things that require a physical exam or physical touch. So that's definitely a downside. I think ideal world, you get to do a combination where sometimes you have your visits in person and sometimes you can do them remotely. One thing, though, I will say, and that this is an amazing technology, I've told our listeners that I have type 2 diabetes, had it for now for, gosh, 15, 18 years, I guess, since I was diagnosed. The advancement that we've made in the treatment of type 2 is phenomenal. Type 1 as well. I wear the Freestyle Libre on my left arm, and my doctor, through the app, can look at my numbers and can know what my A1C is can chart my blood sugar numbers just simply by going into the portal. It's unbelievable that if a doctor wants to know at three o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday, what my blood sugar trends have been for the last 45 days, they can do that. I just find that nothing short of mind boggling. I agree. And I agree for diabetes, especially, there've been some amazing technological advancements that have just made life a whole lot easier. You're not pricking your finger five times a day, trying to figure out what to do. You kind of really have a whole system that's set up in there to support you. It's great. You have no idea how much I hated the finger sting. My left middle finger on my left hand, I mean, was bruised and little dots from all the little finger sticks. Now, once every 15 days, I take the freestyle, I pop it onto my left arm, wait an hour for the reading thing to go through. My average blood sugars, whatever it is, 121, and my A1C is way down. It's nothing short of amazing. No more guesswork. It's fantastic. I agree. I'm glad you get to benefit from that. It is an amazing development for sure. Well, I intend to try and see if I can't live to be at least normal life expectancy, 79 or 80 with this. I got 20 more years to go. I'm trying to see if I can't keep the clock running for a couple more minutes into the third quarter or beginning of the fourth quarter of life here. I understand that this is a chronic degenerative condition, but you got to manage it. Yep. And diabetes is one of those conditions that we call it a lifestyle disease, right? Because you can make it worse with your lifestyle, but you can also make it better with your lifestyle. 
So that kind of does go back to some of what we're talking about with whole health in the sense that if you need to make a change in your life, let's say you need to drink less soda, let's say you need to spend more time outside walking or getting exercise. Well, some people, like it sounds like you, Dan, you might be motivated because you're really into controlling your sugar and tracking those numbers, which I think is awesome. But other people, that's not going to be the ticket. The ticket is going to be, look, I want to be around next year or in five years when my granddaughter gets married. I want to be there. I don't want to have any complications from my diabetes that are going to keep me from being there. And really having that be part of the conversation is what ultimately drives people to be able to make those lifestyle changes. Like I say, for some people, it really works well just kind of working on the numbers, and that gives them a lot of satisfaction. And in some ways, that's really easier. But I think for other people, they really need sort of to connect it to what is it that they're really living for. And I think that's where the whole idea of what matters to you in your life and how does it connect with your decision about your health and how you spend your time. I think that's kind of the core of what we're doing. In medicine and healthcare, we've tended to just go down that first road where we say, okay, look, we need your blood sugar to be 120. We need your hemoglobin A1C to be this. But we haven't really gotten to the why. Why does it really matter to you? I think that's what we're trying to bring back into the conversation. Well, yeah. And for those people who know me, I'm a bit of a control nut, controlling things that I can control. So this is one of the things that I can control. And the way that I control it is by being real careful about how I eat at what time I eat. I'm 162 pounds. I'm not a big guy physically. I'm not heavy set. I'm on the slender side. And I found that by keeping my weight down, almost to the point of being too skinny, according to some of my friends, if I keep my weight down, it keeps my A1C down. Definitely. That's why you're going to live a long time. Diabetes is one of those things where if you take it on and you manage it and you make those choices in the right direction, your body is working just like it's meant to be when you're doing the stuff to keep your blood sugar in that range, for sure. Absolutely. I want to talk just a little bit about non-traditional medicine because we seem to have society become more accepting of non-traditional alternatives and that some of the things that were sort of shunned and were looked down upon 30 years ago have become more accepted. Certainly acupuncture is much more accepted. Chiropractic care, we found out the value of chiropractic care in some cases as well. So again, back to this idea of whole health, there's more than one way to stay healthy. Right. Absolutely. One of the things that we brought to the VA is that veterans in the VA can get access to a number of those, what used to be kind of things that only happened outside the medical systems, whether it's acupuncture, yoga, meditation, or biofeedback. All of those things are now covered under the VA medical benefits because if you want to help people kind of take charge of their health, sometimes they need extra tools. Sometimes you got to get outside that box and be able to pick up a different tool that's going to work for you. So that's the way we've moved in the VA. And I think a lot of other health systems are starting to move that way too, slowly but surely. So it makes sense. Why not bring out all the tools that have been shown to have evidence to be helpful? That's where things have changed over the last 20 years is we've really got a lot of good scientific evidence that a lot of these things can make a difference now. I know if you're in the VA, you're covered by the VA's health insurance plan, but are private insurance companies as well starting to become more accepting of these type of treatments as well for insurance purposes? 
Definitely. They haven't gone as far ahead as VA has. But for example, my wife goes to an acupuncturist for knee surgeries and got arthritis in her knees. She goes to an acupuncturist fully covered by our insurance and we have Blue Cross Blue Shield. So not every insurance company has that kind of good coverage. And there are certain other things they don't cover, for example, that VA covers, but things like chiropractic, acupuncture, a lot of private insurance companies are going there at this point. The more we can show in the VA system that these things really help people, the more that kind of pushes the envelope for what private insurance companies have to offer as well. So we're definitely making progress. I would imagine, too, that these treatments, and to use the example of the case of your wife with the problems that she has with her knees, it is extending the use of her biological knee and keeping that knee in operation and avoiding at least pushing out another year, another two, another three, another four years until she has to have knee replacement surgery. And if you can keep the joints you've got and push the moment out until you have to have the artificial knee put in, that's a good thing. I think you must have been talking to her knee doctor because, yeah, that's exactly the plan. Knees, for example, the lifetime of a knee replacement these days is like 15 to 20 years. So I won't reveal my wife's age because that wouldn't be fair. She's not here. But if you can put that off long enough, then ultimately you get to a point where, okay, well, in 20 years, God willing, if I'm around, I'll worry about it then. But that's the whole idea is if you can have a bigger toolbox and you can use things like acupuncture or yoga, She also does yoga, by the way, to keep her flexibility, which is a big part of dealing with arthritis too. If you can do those things for yourself and you have a bigger toolbox, then yeah, you are going to need less of the kind of more intensive, expensive, and sometimes not so easy to deal with interventions like a knee replacement. Or if you're going to need it, you're going to need it later. So that is a big part of the idea that if we put the right tools in people's hands, then they're going to be able to really make a difference in how they handle their health in the long run. Well, the other thing, too, also is the issue of pain management. If you've got a knee that needs treatment and needs maintenance, that sometimes requires pain medication. And if you're like me, I don't like taking anything stronger than a Tylenol. I had both my shoulders operated on a couple of years ago, and the doctor said, well, we'll give you this stuff. And I said, no, you won't. I'm not taking that stuff because many of the pain meds that we have out there now, they're really good, but you can begin to like them a little bit too much too quickly if you're not careful. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And we've had a big problem with people getting prescribed an opiate medication like OxyContin or whatever, originally getting it prescribed legitimately for a pain, let's say post-surgery or whatever. And then, like you say, just finding that they like some of the side effects a little too much. So actually, one of the things we're doing in VA is really studying what happens when veterans get involved with whole health and what happens to other dimensions of their health care. And one of the things we found is that people are able to take lower doses of pain medication, especially the opioids, when they're also using the whole health approaches. So if you add in something like yoga or acupuncture, even if you still need a pain medication, you're going to need less, which makes it safer, less risk of addiction, less risk of overdose. So that's exactly the idea that we still need medications. Definitely, the lower the dose of medication you can take, the better off you are, whatever medication it is. So we've been finding some really good results in that arena too. Doctor, we've got about a minute and a half left, but I know many of our listeners find your comments and the things that you're talking about very interesting. If someone wishes to get in touch with you at the VA or find out more information about the concept of total health, total wellness as well, how can they do that? What's the best way to reach out to you, sir? 
easiest way is we have a great website. That's va.gov slash whole health. So easy to remember, just all one word, va.gov slash whole health. Got tons of information there about what we're doing and what kind of approaches are available to veterans. And it also tells you how to contact your local VA medical center and the whole health people there if you want to get more info. So it's a great website. And even if you're not a veteran, it's got tons of great stuff on there explaining more about this approach. A lot of these things, you can bring them into your life without even involving your doctor. It's a lot of great information on there. We really recommend that. So it's va.gov slash whole health. That closes out this edition of the Highway to Health Podcast. We would like to take this opportunity to thank you once again for spending part of your day with us on Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. Now, folks, you can always find the Highway to Health Podcast through Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. And let's tell you about a few of the outlets where the podcast is available. You can listen to all of the episodes of the Highway to Health Podcast through our website. Or you can subscribe to the podcast through all of the major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Just go to wherever you get your podcast and search Highway to Health. The Highway to Health Podcast is a production of Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo.